This is Eric Filipkowski, Hollywood Phony, here with the Chad Robuckle Podcast for, uh, what the hell day is it? Tuesday, July 11th, 2006. My guest in the studio here is uh, Bill Hader, formerly of Animals from the Future. Uh, what else have you been doing? Uh, nothing much, really. You got married, right? I did get married, yeah, I got married at the end of May in Boise, Idaho. May. Wow, that was yeah. that was a busy month for me. Do you any, do anything else in May? Were you just? I'm sure you were just getting ready for the wedding. Yeah, I just mainly just in May, just getting ready for the wedding, just kind of hanging out. That's get, cool. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was cool being. You were there. Did you have a good time? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I had a good time. It was it was fun. I'd never been to Boise before, so I I actually liked Boise. A lot of people were like, "Oh, this place sucks. There's nothing Ooh. to do here." I don't. You know, like those. Hollywood hipster people we might know. Oh, I know. The uh, Vermont and Franklin crowd. Yeah, yeah. They're like, there's no Fred 62 here. (laughs) Where are my pancakes? Where's the bright spot? These these aren't buckwheat. (laughs) No. No, but it was was a good time. And, you know, there's a lot of people there. And uh, somewhat of a sausage fest. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of girls there. Yeah, which which was not an issue for me. Yeah, but it's uh, never been an issue for you. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, but it was an issue for like, I think some of those hipster said hipster guys who were wanting to to hook up. You know. Well, you traditionally you hear that that a wedding is a good place to get some tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it so is. <laughs> I think they got there and saw that they were outnumbering the ladies three yeah. to one and. It kind of became like, you know, a bunch of vultures fighting over, you know, just one one or two little deer. Yeah. That had strayed from the pack. Hence, um, a lot of lawsuits. A lot of lawsuits, uh... Yeah, it was, it was, it made all the papers there in Boise. Probably, probably not big enough to... It made, it made, it made, a rip, made it from, in like the Idaho general, just people knew about it. Yeah. It, there was a lot of buzz. Yeah, there let's, was a lot of buzz about it. Let's leave it at that. So I've known you for, I would say, known you well for, what, like three years? Oh, it's been more than that. Well, we did meet, like, six years ago. Yeah, uh, we were PAing on Critical Mass. Critical Mass, starring Lori Laughlin and Treat Williams. Directed by Fred Olin Ray. The, the wrestlers slash director. Yeah. And you were a regular PA, and I got stuck being the craft service PA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was, like, lame, because they expected me to be the crap. They're like, why don't you make some sandwiches? I'm like, why don't you pay me more than $80 a day? (laughs) I remember remember, uh, you, like, logging, like, like bringing ice and putting it in a cooler and, like, keeping sandwiches cold and stuff like that. Yeah, there was a lot of that. and Going on runs places to get, like, fruit roll-ups and little icy boxes. Really glamorous job. I remember then you telling me that you wanted to be a writer, and you were talking about, like, uh, that... You had written something about a guy who goes into a coma, and he wakes up from the coma. Oh, and, and his friends trick him into thinking he's gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that's really funny." I was like, "You should write that." Yeah. Did you ever write it? I did. Um, I did a couple of versions of it, and it was like ending up like thirty pages. Oh. But I, I just was never really happy with it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll take another stab idea. at it. Yeah. But I, what I remember from that is, um, first of all, Lori Laughlin is very nice. She is very nice. But she's very short. 
She's very short, very skinny, and she's uh, very petite. And she's cover head to toe and toe and Massimo. Oh, really? Stuff, yeah, because that's her. That's her husband. Oh, really? I had no idea. Yeah, oh, learned, learned something Massimo. new. Is his name like Massimo? I think it's Massimo. 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 Massimo <laughs> squared. Yeah, she and um, then then I had to bring some sandwiches to the director, uh-huh. and uh, well, you know, to everybody, I like on set. And uh, so I just walk in there, and of course it's a big pig pile on me because everyone's got to get these sandwiches. Yeah. And then the director's assistant takes me aside, and she's like, "Well, you know, you're really supposed to bring those first to to Mr. Olin Ray." Yeah. You know, he's directed more films than Roger Corman. <laughs> he he's one of those guys who has like the twelve fake names, right? Yeah, he has like twenty pseudonyms or something like that. I I, I know he did one movie. I think called Possessed by the Night with, uh, uh, well, what's her name? She, she's married to Gene Simmons. Uh, Sh- Shannon Tweed. Shannon Tweed. And, uh, that movie's hilarious. It's like about this, like, creature in a jar that when the creature's in jars around people, okay, I mean, it was wrong, but, like, they start having sex because wow. the creature in the jar is, like, giving them, but it's, like, demented, fucked up. Um, I, don't know, I was watching in a hotel room alone with my dad. It was wow. It was great. Wow, watching it alone in a hotel room with your dad, watching people have sex. Well, I had to get out and walk, go to, like in those parts. I couldn't watch those parts. Wow. Yeah, I ended up working for a lot of people like that, because people don't realize when you move to LA and you want to work in movies, it's very few people who get like. The cushy job, yeah. you know, on the big studio you production. You know a lot of people to yeah. get those jobs. I knew nobody, so I, I ended either. up working on, <laughs> yeah, like some terrible shit. And, uh, no, I, but I've come a long way since on, there. What else did you PA on? Do we not PA? I PA'd on like a bunch of low-budget movies, and then I got lucky and PA'd on a thing called James Dean Invented Life with James Franco in it. And then... Those ADs went on to do collateral damage, and they brought me on collateral damage. Oh, see, I, I never got 22. the big break. The My big break was um, I worked on this other movie called The Savage Season, which I believe has never even come out. And the director was this really weird guy who was, like, obsessed with guns. Uh-huh. And uh, our friend Bordo was the first AD. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, he had some sort of thing where got into some argument with the director. The director tried to beat him up. Tried to beat Bordeaux? Yeah, he threw a walkie-talkie <laughs> at his head and then like chased Bordeaux around for a while. <laughs> so I walked off the set because Bordeaux walked off, and, and I felt like you know that wasn't a very cool thing to do. So then I saw him like four months later. And he got me my job on Pop Stars, Ooh. which really, you know, opened up a lot of doors for me. He opened me doors as, as a, a writer, as uh, doing uh, what should we call it, uh, stuff on the Surreal Life, which is where we kind of reconnected again. Yeah, and and you tried to fire me. You tried to get me fired. No, I didn't try to get you fired. You you threw a trash can at me because I uh, told you you had to to keep to do like you, I don't know. You hated doing these certain like phone booth tapes, like transcribing them. Right. And I said, well, you have to. And you're like, but they're the, like, it's mind-numbing. It's driving me insane. I was like, well, you have to do it, Eric. And so I gave you those tapes. And then I was at my cubicle, and this trash can flies in and falls on my desk and hits me in the head. 
and I stood up and I see you like stalking away like all pissed off and I was like <laughs> wow and I just went in and told Bordo I'm like Eric just hit me with a trash can and he was like alright good old good old Bordo I don't know if I was mad about that I'd probably just fucking around I don't know, you, you seem pretty, pissed. Yeah. You Maybe seem pretty I pissed off, but that's all right. I get mad when people try to make me work. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that seems like a perfectly reasonable response to me. Well, the hardest I've ever seen you work is uh, when we're doing, uh, we were doing sketch stuff. Like in, in, well, you, uh, when it's something that I love, then yeah, that, yeah. that's a different story. But if it's like... But even when we questioned, when you, I remember like, actually it turned into a really good sketch, the Jocko thing. I remember you came in and... It was like you got to rewrite this, Eric, and it was that same kind of thing. I was like, oh man, we have uh, this interview. Now. This interview is over. <laughs> Fuck you, Bill. No, yeah, I, I remember that was that was tough because I was really, really just kind of questioning a lot of like what I was doing there and if I was a good writer. Yeah. But you know that was, you were right. I mean, we we stuck it out and you know kept I kept banging new versions out and eventually we got one which is probably one of our more memorable. It's probably the sketch Sketchy. that when most people come, like, who went to an animal show, come up to me, they're, they're usually like, oh, the Jocko thing, that thing was hilarious. Yeah. That and, uh, and uh, Scott Bayo, both of which were written by you, and I'm not trying to oh, keep come your on. ego on your show, but that's So what true. else, what else do I do that's great? Yeah, that's it, pretty much. Um, yeah, no, that, that was, that was fun times, uh, our little sketch group there. Yeah, it was, it was very time. very exciting, and I was, because I I had been trying to do something like that for two or three years, and had just met so much resistance in in the form of people who would talk a good game. Yeah. But when it came down to it, didn't want to do anything. Yeah. So, when they actually have to do the work, and like wake up and go to rehearsals and like come in with like full sketches written and stuff like that, people yeah. tend to bail. Uh, it's so funny. I just talked. I was talking to Paul Rust and Neil Campbell about that, and they said that they had the same problem. Where they just, I don't think with the Fireball Deluxe or anything like that, but just like meeting people out, especially in LA, that have that don't realize that you have to do a lot of work. Yeah, I think they think, oh, we'll just put up some crappy show. You know, agents and managers will come, and then I'll get a sitcom deal. Yeah, and it's like, no, you have all to, within like, like a couple of weeks. Yeah, you have to like sit there and do the work but you're right it's like that's so so much of it and i felt that was the good thing about an animals from the future was that we did the work we worked really really hard at it we all had full-time jobs we all like that's the other thing it's like yeah but i i work at this or whatever and it's like no come on it's like you'll figure out how to do it and on our times off everything we made it happen and yeah. and it was and we almost were kind of like totally against that idea of like you know uh agents and managers like we that's why we had the shows in the backyard and stuff like that just to kind of keep away from that yeah i mean i think if that's your focus you're you're gonna fail yeah totally because totally. it's got to come from like wanting to do it enjoying it i mean i think that's what people generally would say they liked about those shows is that they could tell we were four guys who were having a good time and really seemed to care about what we were doing. Yeah, that it was, yeah, I mean, it's what the best thing is, is four guys trying to make each other laugh 
and have their own sensibility and their own sense of humor about stuff, you know what I mean? And the gay sex, too. The gay I mean, sex that was... was pretty amazing. Oh. All right, so uh, so how's SNL going? It's great. It's going really well. All right, cool. So this has been Bill Hader. <laughs> uh, you might know him from uh, SNL. Oh, yeah, you, me, and Dupree is coming out this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a very small part in you, very, me, and Dupree. Very small part, so... Go to see that, but keep your eyes closed until Bill comes on the screen. <laughs> or, you know, I guess you could watch the whole thing, whatever. Yeah, sure. Alright, well, thanks a lot, Bill. This has been fun. Thank and, you. Uh, I'm going to go and watch, watch TV in your living room, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine, you know. If you got any laundry you need to do, or... Yeah, is that right? Yeah, sure, go for it. Thanks, buddy. So, uh, this has been Eric Filipkowski, Hollywood Phony, signing off. And remember, I hate you guys. No, I'm just joking.